Amen. Amen. Well, hello. My name is Josh Hollowell. I'm the pastor at City Hope Fellowship, and uh, I get the joy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I get the joy of worshiping with these folks every week at an elementary school cafeteria that sounds uh, as full as this sanctuary does every week. And so it is a great privilege for us to be here tonight and uh, really excited about this idea of a joint service with these three churches. And as I was tasked to address uh, New Life Presbyterian Church in specific, uh, one word came to mind to me, and that was thankful. That we at City Hope are incredibly thankful to the saints gathered at New Life Presbyterian Church and the saints gathered at Westminster Presbyterian Church because we don't exist if it's not for your faithfulness to the gospel. We're not around as a church if it wasn't for your commitment to the gospel, to seeing the gospel extend. And we have gotten the joy of seeing the gospel go forward, the joy of seeing a new and unique, diverse family of God come together, the joy of seeing the darkness pushed back and the kingdom of light take ground each and every Sunday. And with that joy comes thankfulness. And so I want to offer for you a brief word of exhortation based upon our thankfulness from the book of Philippians. This seemed appropriate as I uh, thought about this, about Paul's words to the church in Philippi, starting in chapter 1. Uh, so if you have a Bible, you can flip over to Philippians 1, and I'll read from verses 3 through 11. This is Paul's words to the church in Philippi. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters gathered here tonight, all of you, and particularly those of you who are part of New Life Presbyterian Church, this is how I feel, along with City Hope, about you. We are thankful for your partnership in the gospel. We are thankful that we are partakers together of this good news about Jesus, and that you saw fit to partner with us in the gospel to send us out to extend the hope and fellowship of God to our city, to Muncie. And as we are partners together in the gospel, friends, we are co-laborers in seeing Jesus lifted high. And so it is right for me to feel great affection and joy for you because you are partners with us in the gospel. Now I want to urge you one thing tonight, and I promise I told our folks when I invited them that I would keep it brief 
They know that I can't do that. See, Miles is laughing already. Uh, they know that I can't do that, actually. So, but I, I do promise that I will keep it brief. And I want to urge you, based upon one thing, what, I want to urge you to remember and to continue in the things that you taught us before we were sent out from new life. I want to urge you to remember and to cling to the thing that you taught us most and the thing that Paul prays for here. And it's the priority of grace from start to finish. Friends, you as a church and you individually as Christians didn't start this thing. And you can't finish it or sustain it. Friends, don't be deceived by the world's standards and calls upon you to rely upon yourself or your smarts or your skills or your money or even your pastors or your buildings or your charm, your hospitality and your friendship. Do not rely upon these things for the work of the gospel because, friends, you can't do it. You have no power to change anyone's heart. As we are partners in the gospel, we have the same goal, seeing the lost come to know Jesus. And you know how much power you have to see that happen in someone's life? Zero. You have zero power to see that happen. And you have zero power to see that happen in your own life. To see anything really change in your own life. To see sin struggles that you have struggled with maybe for a long time overcome. To see your faith grow. To see any of those things happen in your own life. You have zero power over your own heart. So don't be deceived that you do. But, friends, take heart. Because there is one who does have that power. The Lord Jesus Christ, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion. The Lord Jesus Christ, who started a work both in your heart individually, if you have faith in the Lord Jesus, and in you corporately as a church, who began that work in you, He has the power to sustain that work and to complete that work. Friends, you have to remember this priority, that he who began this work in you will bring it to completion at the last day. He who began this good work in you by calling you to himself, calling you to run away from your sin and to embrace Jesus Christ who went to a cross to die in your place where you deserve to die. And then rose again to give you his perfect life so that you can stand before God blameless. You did nothing to earn that. You can do nothing to keep that. But Jesus promises to finish it in you. He promises that on the day that he returns, he will gather together his bride, the church from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation, and they will be his people and he will be their God. He will be near them. Friends, remember the priority of grace. Jesus started this thing, and Jesus will finish this thing. And if you remember this, if you remember this priority of grace, two things will come out of that. 
at least two things. Many things will come, but at least two things that are here in this text. The first is love. You see, Paul says, I yearn for you with the affection of Christ. And he says, I pray that your love may abound more and more. Friends, when you remember that Jesus started this thing and Jesus will finish this thing, then you can have love for God and love for his people. Because the thing that gets in the way of love often is our need to impress others. Right? Our need to impress God gets in our way of loving God. And our need to impress one another gets in our way of actually just loving each other. But if Jesus has started this thing, Jesus is going to sustain it, and Jesus is going to finish it, who do you have to impress? Nobody. Nobody. Which means you can just love freely. And so I pray, New Life Presbyterian Church, that your love for God and your love for one another would abound more and more. That that you would experience the joy of loving each other and the Lord together because he has done this good work. And the second thing it says is I'm praying that you would, your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness. Friends, when we remember that grace is the priority, God actually grows us radically. And we can have radical holiness, character that conforms to the image of Christ, and love of neighbor, and love of enemy, like Christ has. New Life, I pray that not only would your love abound more and more, but that your radical Christ-likeness would abound more and more so that this church would be like a city on a hill where all can come and stream to it and see what is our God like and how do these people love us so well? How do they act so distinctive and different from everyone else I know? And then you can proclaim to them, it is not of us. We are not impressive. It's because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of this, Paul says, to the glory and praise of God our Father, His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and our Comforter, the Holy Spirit. To God alone be the glory. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we come to you now thanking you for your grace and asking that you would sustain us. Lord, you began a good work in us. Will you complete it? Will you bring it to completion because of your goodness? Lord, would you help us to see your goodness and to be transformed by that? To love you and to love one another and then to love our neighbors and even our enemies because of your great love, Jesus. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.